from the cozy HBP studios. You're listening to the 69th episode of Hipster Baseball Podcast, HBP. I'm Dorian, and on today's podcast, we sing high hopes with the Philadelphia Phillies, go to the instant replay review on opening day, give a standing ovation to the classy Los Angeles Dodgers and their treatment of Andrew Tolles, spot Houdini players popping up in unexpected places, and the defending champions, Atlanta Braves, are dripping in gold. And right now, my lips are dripping of this delicious beer, which is called an Abbey Duple. It's a Belgian-style ale from a place called Flying Fish Brewing Company in Somerdale, New Jersey. You know how much I love local beers, and I think you should also support your local beers. And if you don't like beers, go to your local distillery as well. And if you don't like liquor, go to your local winery as well. If you're if where you live actually they actually make wine. I don't know. Cheers to you. Give me one moment while I have another swig. And because we're talking about Somerdale, New Jersey, I want to talk about the Philadelphia Phillies. Somerdale is located just outside of Philadelphia. It's actually southeast of the city. And there are a lot of Philly sports fans in southern New Jersey. Now, you look at the Philadelphia Phillies, and they have a crazy good lineup. They got Reese Hoskins, Gene Segura, Didi Gregorius, JT Ramuto, Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber had a leadoff home run on opening day just a few days ago versus the Oakland Athletics. They have Nick Castellanos. This guy has the most extra base hits over the past four years. He's had 262 extra base hits. Crazy. And the Phillies also have some guy by the name of Bryce Harper, who's the 2021 National League Most Valuable Player. The Phillies are going to be so much fun to watch because they're going to score so many runs. That offense is bonkers. Sam Coonrod, one of the Phillies relievers, said, quote, look at the guys we have in the clubhouse. This lineup is ridiculous, end quote. But the problem that Coonrod didn't address was the defense, which is going to be ridiculously bad. Have you seen Schwarber play defense? Have you seen Nick Castellanos play defense? Have you seen et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? And are the Phillies going to address these defensive issues in the 2022 season that's just started? No. Why? A few days ago on opening day against the Athletics, it was a top of the seventh inning, and the Phillies third baseman, Bryson Stott, threw a ball so off target to the first baseman that it was an error. You could almost hear the pain in one of the Phillies announcer's voice. I don't know his name. He he said, another mistake by the Phillies infield. (laughs) In in the very first game of the season, the Phillies committed two errors. Get used to that, Phillies fans. It's not going to be pretty. I would say just watch half the game. Only watch when the Phillies are up to bat. Don't watch them when they play defense. It's going to be an unhappy time. Now, I don't know why the Phillies aren't addressing their defensive issues, but one thing that I want to bring up is that the Phillies managing owner, John Middleton, he's always been hesitant to pay the luxury tax. And the current 2022 salaries of the Phillies add up to a $240 million payroll. Last week, back in episode 68, we went over 
that this year's the season's threshold for the tax is $230 million. So the Phillies are have are paying $240 million. They are now $10 million over the threshold. So they will pay the tax. John Middleton will have to pay the tax this upcoming year. My question is, and I'm sure it's not the only one, what if a star gets injured? Forget about stars. What if one of their players gets injured and is out for a long time? Is Middleton willing to pay more money to go trade for another player to help fill that gap? You know, God forbid Bryce Harper gets hurt. God forbid JT Ramuto gets hurt. How do you replace that guy? How do you replace those guys? I I don't know. I'm not running the Phillies. And you have to remember that Middleton's commitment to building around Bryce Harper when he signed to Harper in back in February 2019, Middleton said he was willing to, quote, spend stupid money, end quote. And it isn't until this year that's actually come true. That's basically three seasons ago. Again, back in February 2019, there were rumors that the Phillies were going to try to go after the Los Angeles Angels center fielder, Mike Trout, who is obviously regarded as the best player of his generation because Mike Trout was a huge Phillies fan growing up. And he actually grew up in Millville, New Jersey, which is about an hour south of Philly. So they were like, it's perfect. We have Bryce Harper here. We're get, Mike Trout is going to be a free agent and we're going to sign him because he's a local hometown guy. But it didn't happen because Mike Trout basically immediately re-signed with the Angels for, what was it, 10, 12 years? I don't remember. Basically, he's going to be, Mike Trout's going to be in Los Angeles Angels uh, until he retires. The way John Middleton has been going about, again, Middleton's the managing partner of the Phillies. It's, it kind of reminds me of someone who, you probably know him as your friend, maybe your brother, an uncle, maybe your dad. He's like, I'm the man. I got you, baby. Dad's going to take care of everything. <laughs> so they tell that to women. They tell that to guys. They tell it to all their friends and family. And they don't take care of anything. It's all talk. Part of the problem, the way I see it, is that Middleton and the, his other co-owners they just like to just feed off of the trough that is the cash cow of the Philadelphia Phillies. They invest just enough money into the team. They sign just enough good players to tease you, to make you think that, oh, we're, we're going to go to the World Series this year. We're, we're contenders this year. And so you buy your Phillies gear. You show up to games. You watch, you watch the games on TV, on your, on your smartphone, on your laptop, whatever. But it, Basically, it doesn't matter. And Middleton and the co-owners have made a boatload of money, a boatload of money off the Philadelphia Phillies. And so if your business model keeps making you wealthier, why would you change it? Forget going to the luxury tax. Yeah, $10 million, but are we going to go $10 million over the luxury tax in 2023? Probably not. And remember this, a former co-owner who's passed away, rest in peace, David Montgomery once said, quote, I just believe the organization needs an image that's not directly tied to wins and losses, end quote. Listen to that again. I just believe the organization needs an image that's not directly tied to wins and losses. The Phillies is just a product. The Phillies are a commodity. It doesn't matter to these owners. All they want is just to suck, keep sucking money out of the Phillies. And another question I have is David Dombrowski, the the Phillies president of baseball operations. This guy's basically a legend. He's built World Series teams with the 1997 Florida Marlins. He took 
He helped build the 2006 Detroit Tigers that went to the World Series. He helped build the 2012 Detroit Tigers that went to the World Series. He helped build the 2018 Boston Red Sox that went to the World Series and won. You don't bring a guy on like Dave, David Dombrowski to run your entire organization and not let him spend your money and spend it well. Because any fool could spend your money. But Dombrowski has the track record to get you to the World Series. Is Middleton going to allow Dombrowski to do his thing? I don't know. And frankly, I don't believe so. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if Dombrowski resigns or is fired at the end of 2022 just because he's like, I can't work like this. If you're hiring me, I'm a hired gun. I'm going to spend your money and I'm going to give you results. And I guess a feel-good story is that just last month in March, Phillies legend Jimmy Rollins was named a special advisor to the president of baseball operations. What that means, I don't know. It's a feel-good story. I hope they listen to, I hope Dombrowski and Middleton and all the other decision makers listen to whatever Jimmy Rollins has to tell them about the team, the, the farm system. But you don't need to be spending millions of dollars or have a special advisor to follow the podcast on social media. Our Twitter handle is at HBP4040, and our Instagram account is Hipster Baseball Podcast. Clean and simple. As we know, baseball is back, which is very exciting. What's your favorite part of opening day weekend so far? Here are a couple of things that stood out for me, again, so far. And I'm going to open up another beer. There we go. The first thing that stood out was that the Kansas City Royals rookie third baseman, Bobby Witt Jr., I mentioned him in last episode. He had his first hit as a professional on opening day versus the Cleveland Guardians. He hit a double down to the left field, and that drove in a run for the Royals, and the Royals won on opening day weekend. And every time that Bobby Witt Jr. went up to bat, the, the Kansas City Royals crowd gave him a huge applause. I was laughing. I really like Bobby Wood Jr. I was not laughing at him. I was not laughing at the Kansas City Royals fans. I was laughing. It was almost the expectation that the Royals fans are waiting for Neil, like in the movie, The Matrix. He's like, he's the one. He's the chosen one. Neil, Bobby Wood Jr., is going to take us to the promised land. Or what was the, what was the, it wasn't Eden. What was the, the, the city in The Matrix that was the promised land? The crack HBP bullpen tells me it's actually Zion. Bobby Wood Jr. is going to take the Royals to Zion, aka the World Series. I hope he does. He's uh he's a heck of a he's a heck of a ball player. But let me tell you, good gracious, it was it looked so cold, so cold in Kansas City. Everyone was bundled up. There was like snow and sleet. I don't know what it was, but I was I was watching part of that game on TV and I was like, I am so glad I'm not there. <laughs> and if you remember, a lot of these games have had to been have had to have been postponed. The, the Yankees games was postponed. The Cubs game was postponed on Friday. A whole bunch of games. It's just too cold in the north sometimes. That's going to be another segment for another podcast for me. Something else that stood out for me on opening day. The Chicago White Sox at the Detroit Tigers opening day, bottom of the ninth inning. The Tigers shortstop Javier, Javier Baez, he hit a deep ball to right field. And at first, it looked like the White Sox right fielder, A.J. Pollock, newly traded from the Los Angeles Dodgers, 
he bobbled the ball, but then he, he ended up catching it for the final out. We're going to extra innings on opening day. No worries. But wait, the umpires reviewed that play because what actually happened was the ball hit the wall and then Pollock was bobbling it about and it dropped down into his glove. But if it hits the wall, it means that it's a hit. And that hit drove in the game-winning run for the Tigers, and the Tigers ended up beating the White Sox on opening day because they had a runner on third base, and Javier Baez is the hero. A lot of you guys know that this is the first year that baseball empire, that baseball umpires have a microphone so they can explain the call to the fans and the TV audience. I really like that they are able to explain, and they should explain their calls. I'm talking about the umpires. It's funny, and it's also weird because – for me, it's really only football referees that go on the microphone and say things like, the call on the field is overturned. That's American football for you fancy people. Because before the season, baseball umpires would see the video replay. They would make the call and they would go back to their job. They would not explain to you what the heck they were looking at and what their, what their reasoning for was. So now it's going to be much better for the fans. It's going to be much better for us that watch on television. Another thing was the Oakland Athletics at the Philadelphia Phillies. They had an umpire review or instant replay review on Bryce Harper. He hit a, a double and he slid into second base. But the second, the athletic second baseman didn't tag Bryce Harper. But one of the umpires said uh, Bryce Harper, Harper was out. Harper said, no, 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 no. He didn't tag me. Go to the, go to the replay booth. So they did after God knows like three, five minutes as usual. The umpire comes out and says, after review, the call in the field is overturned. The runner is safe. <laughs> it's still, I'm getting used to hearing umpires voices and saying things like that. Cause again, it's just, again, I only ever hear that from football referees and these replays are based on videos. And sometimes the only thing better than videos is pictures. And this is where our show sponsor comes in. Photomat. Spring is almost here and baseball is definitely here. Who doesn't love taking the camera to the ballpark to take pictures of yourself, take pictures of family, and take pictures of your friends? When you want to develop your film, you want your pictures developed and delivered to you quickly. At Photomat, we offer our picture pickup promise. If your pictures aren't ready on the day we promised, we give you a free roll of film. Remember, at Photomat, your photo matters. Cheers to Photomat. I love them. By the way, I actually use them. I have two cameras. This is, has nothing to do with Photomat. I'm just sharing with you. I actually have two cameras. I have a Polaroid SX70, and I also have a Minolta 35mm uh, ST101. Love them. Love both of them. And I use both of them at different times for different things. And moving on to our next segment, I want to talk about some unsolicited advice. There really is no segue here because this is a very serious topic, but I still need to share it with you. I can't just be trying to make up jokes, trying to be drinking. I want to talk about Andrew Tolls. News of what's going on with Andrew Tolls has been basically buried because of other baseball transactions, like when the Los Angeles Dodgers traded AJ Pollock to the Chicago White Sox in re in return for the closer 
Craig Kimbrell. This happened back on the 1st of April. And you know what? Kimbrell actually pitched on opening day when right now the Dodgers are in Denver playing the Colorado Rockies. And on opening day, Kimbrell didn't have the best debut for the Dodgers. He did get the save, but he pitched one inning, gave up two hits and an earned run. So it was a difficult start for Kimbrell, but I'm sure he'll he'll do much better. Kim, Dick, Craig Kimbrell is a great, great closer. And also another new L.A. Dodger, Freddie Freeman, on opening day, he was hit by a pitch on his right shoulder, but he also had his first hit opposite field to the left field, right? Yeah, I, I watched parts of that game as well. And of course, the Dodgers right-handed pitcher, Walker Bueller, still with his ridiculously tight pants, was awesome. I think Walker Bueller is the best pitcher in the National League, and he's probably going to win the National League Cy Young, in my humble opinion. But we're not going to be talking about the Dodgers and the Rockies opening weekend series, because back on the 29th of March, the Los Angeles Dodgers re-signed 29-year-old outfielder Andrew Tolles. No big deal. It's a normal business transaction. Players, bench players, minor league players get re-signed. They get traded. They get released. Andrew Tolles, just another guy that got re-signed. But here's the thing. Andrew Tolles hasn't played for the Dodgers since 2018. So you're asking yourself, why would the Dodgers, why would any team re-sign a player that hasn't played for them in four years? And why am I talking about this now? Here's why. The Dodgers re-signed Andrew Tolles so he could have access to health insurance and mental health services because years ago, he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Schizophrenia is a mental disorder that affects a person's ability to think, feel, behave clearly, and the person experiences things that we think of as that they're out of touch with reality, they have disorganized speech and behavior, and they have less and less participation in daily activities. More than 2 million Americans have been diagnosed with schizophrenia, and one in every 300 people worldwide have schizophrenia. And the sad thing is that about it's estimated that about 40% of people have the disorder but are untreated or undiagnosed. And you know what? All of us know someone with mental illness. If you really think about it, all of us know someone, and it may be you. It may be your loved one. It may be a friend. It may be a classmate. It may be a coworker. It may be someone on your team. Back in June 2020, Andrew Tolles was arrested for a misdemeanor trespassing charge because he was sleeping in a FedEx building at the Key West International Airport in Florida. Later, it was reported that he had, he's been in and out of mental health facilities, homeless shelters, and he's had multiple run-ins with the, the law, with the police. Tolls actually played for the Dodgers. In 2016, he played 48 games for the Dodgers. He hit 314, but then he tore his ACL in his knee. Obviously, that's where the ACL is, and that ended his season. In total, Andrew Tolls played 96 games for the Dodgers over three seasons. And also in 2020, when he when Tolls was released from prison, his father, Alvin Tolls, he actually shared a story that the Los Angeles Dodgers third baseman, Justin Turner, offered to pay for Toll's medical bills for his schizophrenia treatment. That's incredible that a player like Justin Turner, who's a who's becoming a lot Dodgers legend, 
would remember a guy that played 96 games over three years and be like, I want that guy to get help. I want his family to get help because mental illness does not affect one person. Mental illness affects that person and everyone around them. And in 2021, Dave Roberts, the LA Dodgers manager said, quote, his name will pop up randomly in our clubhouse. He fit in with us so fondly and was so adored. It's just sad to see what has transpired and knowing that a lot of it is out of his control. Man, I would love to see him and I'd love to put my arms around him. I miss him. I really miss him, end quote. With Toll signing with the team, this is going to allow him to continue to receive treatment that includes counseling, therapy, and medication through the Dodgers organization. And again, like I said a few moments ago, everyone knows someone with mental illness. They are hotlines. There are websites that you can go to, Mental Health America, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And if you don't live in the U.S., I am positive there are resources in Canada. There are resources in Britain. There are resources all over the world. I don't want to say all all over the world, but there are resources in many places that you can reach out to. We always have to remember that baseball players, athletes, they have the same issues as all of us. These athletes are supermen. They're superwomen on the field, on the pitch, on the court, but they don't necessarily, they aren't necessarily supermen and superwomen in all aspects of life. I absolutely applaud. I absolutely take my hat off to this incredibly classy and thoughtful move by the Los Angeles Dodgers. It also made me think, would your job do that for an employee? Would your job do that for you? If you or an employee was battling cancer or another type of debilitating illness, mental, physical, what have you, that they would keep them on the payroll, maybe not pay them their salary, but at least provide them with health insurance. You know what? Probably not. I don't really hear a lot about jobs and companies doing that for someone that has a debilitating or a mortal illness and mortal disease. So cheers to Los Angeles Dodgers and Andrew Tolls and the Tolls family. HBP and I and everyone else listening, I know, is rooting for Tolls to recover. He may not play baseball anymore, but he can still be part of society with friends and families. And we wish him the absolute best. And if I hear anything more about Andrew Tolls, I will certainly share it with you. Another thing I want to share with you guys is one of my favorite segments that I haven't been able to talk about in a while. The Houdini watch. There's that guy. Harry Houdini, American magician. There's a couple, there's players that I like to call like Houdini players because I've seen them years ago. I don't see them for a while. I forget about them. And then like magicians, they pop up somewhere else on another team doing other things. And so far on opening day weekend, there's been a handful of them that I've seen. The Cincinnati Reds have a bunch of them. Their shortstop, utility man, left fielder, Tommy Fan. I was like, dude, Tommy Fan. I was watching him with the San Diego Padres the last two years. Sure enough, when I'm watching this, the Reds and the Braves this weekend, I'm like, what in the world is Tommy Fan doing with the Reds? And then I think it was in the first or second inning, I see the Reds third baseman, Mike Mustakas. I'm like, Mike Mustakas is playing with the Cincinnati Reds. I remember him with the Kansas City Royals when they went to the World Series 
two years in a row back in 2014 and 2015. I'm like, what is he doing with the Reds? And speaking of the Kansas City Royals, the Kansas City Royals also had another Houdini guy, Andrew Benintendi. I still thought Andrew Benintendi, I'm sorry, I'm mispronouncing it. I've also had some drinks. I still remember him with the Boston Red Sox when they won the, the World Series in 2018. Again, what is Ben Attendee doing with the Kansas City Royals? I don't know. And it made me think, can I please have a memo on all this stuff? Because I'm, I'm super surprised when I see all these players pop up everywhere else. So the Houdini segment's back. And what else is back? This is almost like a weekly thing here. Styling and profiling with Ric Flair. Fashion in sports. And when I'm talking about styling and profiling, I'm talking about the Atlanta Braves gold program, which is basically their World Series championship jerseys. The Cincinnati Reds, who Andrew Benetton plays for now, they spoiled the opening night in Atlanta because they beat the Braves 6-3. to No big deal. Not everyone. Uh, you can't win every single game. But what I loved is the new championship jerseys that the Atlanta Braves are wearing. So what's the jersey look like? It's a it's the traditional white home jersey with the word Braves written in red across the chest. And just below the word Braves is the red tomahawk pointing to the right. But this jersey is special because it has gold trim around all the letters of the Braves. And there's also gold, gold trim around the entire tomahawk. And on the left sleeve of the jersey is the Roman numeral four which signifies the four World Series titles the Braves organization has won back in 1914, 1957, 1995, and 2021. That's the uppercase letter I and the uppercase letter V. For those of you who weren't paying attention in, in elementary school when you were being taught ancient Roman history, thank you, American school system, for teaching us how to count in Roman numerals but not teaching us how to file our taxes. On the right sleeve of the uniform is a patch that says A, World Series Champions 2021. I really like this uniform. I love how the gold trim allows the red to pop out against the white uniform. It's very understated, but very eye-catching. And the baseball cap is the, is the normal dark blue hat with the, with the white A, obviously in the, at the, the, the front of the cap. And the red bill, the white A has a gold trim. And on the right side of the hat is the same patch as the jersey that says A, Champions 2021. A, obviously, meaning Atlanta. I want to buy the hat. The hat is sitting in my cart online. I'm going to purchase it. And I love the jersey. Also, when I went online, I saw how much it cost. For the Roman numerals, uppercase I, uppercase V, for the championship patch, for the gold trim, $369.99. Are you freaking kidding me? For a white gold championship jersey? Are you crazy, Major League Baseball? By the way, that $369.99 is for a generic jersey because it has no player's name on the back. As you know, in sports, there's always the, the player's name on the back of the jersey. But if you want, a player's name on the back of that jersey, whether it's, let's say, the Atlanta Braves' best player, Ronald, Ronald Acuna Jr., or shortstop Dansby Swanson, 
my friend, that's going to cost you just a little bit more. $449.99. Man, get the heck out of here. Are you kidding? Are you? No, just no. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a magic marker, write capital I, capital V on the sleeve of a plain white t-shirt and call it a day. I'm keeping my money, baby. But let me tell you, as much as I really like this new Atlanta Braves championship jersey, my favorite championship jersey is from the 2016 Kansas City Royals because the the Kansas City Royals won the the World Series in, in 2015. That championship jersey that the Kansas City Royals wore during the 2016 season was a white jersey and the word Royals written in cursive across the chest. It was written all in gold on their on their cap, on their hat, their baseball hat. It was just the letters KC and the uh, and the letters KC was all in gold. Just chef's kiss. It was just gorgeous. If you haven't seen it, Go on your internet machine. Look, look up the look up what 2016 Kansas City Royals championship jersey. It's amazing. What's also amazing, I love doing this. We have a new listener. And this week we have a new listener from Japan. But the HBP bullpen is gonna have is going to help me pronounce where this person is from. Itabashi. Where is that from? Itabashi Ku, Japan. Apparently. Itabashi is just outside or part of Tokyo. I'm not sure. I've never been. So to this person from that part of Japan, I want to say, domo arigato. Thank you very much. And I want to thank you for listening to the podcast where we talk about baseball, drinks, suetonius, and everything else under the sun. Share the podcast with your family and friends. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. My drink will be in the episode description, and I also post a picture of the beer I'm drinking on our social media accounts. Join me next time for a brand new episode of HBP, Hipster Baseball Podcast. Sayonara.